Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Gervon Simon. Um, let's start by giving them, uh, the, the listeners of the show, a little bit of your story, a little bit of your background uh, so they know who you are. Yeah, so my name is Javon Simon. Um, I went to the United States Military Academy uh, and I graduated in 2017. Uh, during my junior year at the academy, I was towards the end, I became enamored with, uh, with real estate investing, just fell in love with it, reading, reading books. But, you know, as a cadet, I didn't have money to do it. And then um, as I commissioned in the Army, I, I, I continued to pursue education and learning and figure it and just trying to come up with ideas and solutions to, to get into investing. Um, I actually tried to try to flip a house in 20 at the beginning of 2018, um, on the closing day, it, it, the deal fell apart. I lost about a thousand dollars on the deal, which is a lot to me back then. But, uh, it was, a I learned a lot of, a lot about, you know, the hard money side of things and all that. And it really propelled me forward into understanding real estate on a deeper level going through that. I ended up purchasing, uh, some, some rental properties, uh, a few months after that, that failure. And then I also got my real estate license later that year as well. Um, and now I'm an active real estate uh, agent. I'm, I run a team in the Seattle and Tacoma and Olympia area um, where I do that full time. And I also have uh, really grown in my investing as well. Nice. You kind of brushed over some of the army stuff too. Um, so some people who like, um, like one thing that actually drew me to you too, because I, uh, I watched some NCAA and uh maybe touch on that a little bit <laughs> yeah you mentioned who your dad is two senses is a <laughs> yeah so i come from a football family honestly my dad um played division one football at maryland went on to have a hall of fame career he he um he is the all-time leading receiver in yards and receptions in canadian football league history um i want i have two cousins uh andrew and artrell hawkins they both played in the nfl um, Andrew is actually really popular on, on Instagram and social media, and he's on TV every week. Um, and he's actually on Roku too. The little Roku recommends he's, oh, yeah? he's a guy on there. Yeah. And then, um, and then, and they played both, they both played division one ball and, and played professional years of professional football. And then myself, uh, I played division one football at army West point, um, played in the army Navy game, all that stuff. Uh, four years I played and, um, and yeah. I actually ended up getting out of the army because of some football injuries while that I sustained while at, uh, while I was at the academy. Okay, so maybe let's let's go through the path. So you're 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 done at the the football thing, and you're, you decided you're, you're you already showed an interest in doing the real estate thing. Um, how do how does that go? How do you how do you grow that? Um, what does your business look like on the investing side, or maybe it's partially related to the realtor side as well? But how do you how do you grow that? How do you, do you have to raise money? What what steps do you go through? Yeah. So for me, I mean, it, it really just all depends, you know, there's, a, there's so many different ways that I've, well, I was thinking about your story, how, how you kind of went through it. Yeah. 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 Um, well, so, you know, I started off the first purchases I, I made, I made with my dad in my hometown. It's pretty cheap, uh, <laughs> very cheap to buy there. So in, in Western Pennsylvania. So we actually bought our, the houses we bought cash, which we later on sold. Um, and then I, I, I really started my quote unquote investing journey by using my VA loan, um, which is a, a, I know you're Canadian, but down here, you know, if you serve in the military more than 90 days after duty during the time of war, you actually, you have, uh, 
access and eligibility for the VA loan, which is zero down. Um, all you pay is your closing costs pretty much. So um, I, you know, I utilize that. I, I, I'm completely maxed it out. There's, there's ways to max it out. I completely maxed it out um, in a, within 11 months time by purchasing two properties back to back, uh, basically back to back years. Um, and I turned the first one into a rental property. And then after I maxed it out, I didn't know exactly what my next step was going to be. So I, I then began flipping. And I, I had already, I think I mentioned that I had a failed flip in 2018. Yeah. Um, I, I was I was trying my hand at a bunch of different things, trying to figure some things out. And in, and in 2020, uh, after I bought my second house with my VA loan, I went, I dove head first into uh, flipping. I purchased a flip here in Tacoma, Washington. Um, turned out very successful for me. Made a good amount of money on it. Yeah. Uh, and it really propelled me into, into I think, you know, I, I, I think I flipped almost 10 houses in the past, in less, in less than a year and a half since then. Um, right now, where I'm at right now, you know, I, I'm, I want to get into development. I see development as, I see, especially into, in the Tacoma market, there's a huge opportunity for, um, for development. And as, you know, across the city, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. Yeah. There are a lot of opportunities in larger cities that are becoming more expensive and it's to, for affordable housing for multifamily development of some sorts. Um, so there's, there's a lot of creative ways to get into it. There's a lot of creative things that you can do. Um, there's a, and there's a lot of programs that cities will allow you to do. And I'm really trying to tap into that a little bit more. Um, right now I'm, I'm wrapping up a a really, really hefty rehab of a du of a hundred plus year old duplex um, okay. that I, I bought that that was a house next door to the, to one of my rental properties that I, I just I bought off market talking to the neighbor <laughs> um, for a year. Well, that's a, those are the best contacts, dude. It was it, and it was the best deal of my life. If I if I sell it, I'd walk away with the largest profit of my life. But I'm gonna hold on to that thing. Um, but yeah, so I'm wrapping that up and, and I really just want to consolidate everything. I'm going through two, re well, I'll be going through two refinances here in a couple of weeks um, to, to refi two flips and, uh, and hold them as rentals. And uh, from there, I'm just going to consolidate as much as I can and, and really take my, uh, the next step towards development. Um, my goal is by the end of the year to purchase either a lot or a, or a property where I can subdivide to build a, a house with an additional accessory dwelling unit. Nice. Nice. Just going to, I'm going to probe a little bit. <laughs> so <laughs> you can tell me I'm going too far, but so you finished a few years ago, like or, or back whenever you're done in, um, so you get some VA loans to start, right? Um, yeah. Max those out. Then what do you do for money? Like, how do you, how do you grow from there? Um, I mean, save, you know, uh, that was a big thing. You know, I, the whole first two years that I had, uh, that the first two years that I had my, the first house as a with my VA loan as a rental property, I didn't touch a single penny of the, the cash flow. I mean, I was I was making a good cash flow um, yep. from it, and and it was just I, I didn't touch it whatsoever. I, I let it just continue to accrue, and then also, um, you know, really, really honestly, living below my means, and then also keeping my head down with my quote unquote day job of being a real estate agent. Um, and I haven't really touched on that side too much, but um, that is. I mean, it, it exploded whenever I became full-time in 2020 as an agent, because I was in, I was in the army all of 2019. I sold about 29 houses that year. And then 2020, I more than doubled that and then tripled my, almost tripled, nearly tripled my production. Um, 
in from 2019 to 2020. So, um, you know, I, that, that income speaks for itself. And it was just one of the, it was a blessing. And, and it's something that I've been able to really truly allow myself to live well below my means and continue to save and so that I can take on, um, you know, other investment projects and ventures. Yeah. When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. I'm just thinking, like, if you're doing 10... Uh, rehabs in a year or like flips you're probably you're either taking on some joint ventures or you're raising some private money is that sort of the, the path you went or am I off base there um no you're not, I mean not completely off base I mean yeah. technically yeah, I'm raising money but it's really hard money hard money loans yep okay um, yeah so hard money loans uh some of them and I've never done a joint venture to this day other than the two houses that I bought and sold with my dad yep. um but it, all my flips and projects, I haven't have been just solely me. Um, yeah. I have I have a, a really good hard money lender. Uh, they lend they used to lend exclusively to West Point grads, but now uh, pretty much exclusively to veterans. Um, and they so they've expanded a little bit. But you know, honestly, the deals I get, I, I, don't, I don't. I'm very picky when it comes to, to deals. Um, there's a certain profit margin that if I don't. If I basically, if I, if I can't project a certain profit margin, it's not worth my time in my, in my mind. So um, it's not worth its time and risk. So I, uh, with that being said, one, the deals that I, that I, you know, aggressively pursue are ones that I deem very lucrative. And whenever I send those deals to my hard money lenders, a lot of times they're willing to lend, you know, over 90% of the entire project cost with very little of my own money out of pocket in order to do that. Um, so, so that's why, that's honestly how I've been able to do so many flips in such a, in such a short amount of time is that I only, I, I found a lender that will let, that is very flexible with lending. They don't have a, a set lending standard in terms of what, you know, the, the loan, the cost that they'll lend. Um, they have their own checks and balances, but I've been able to really just bring some really great deals to the table with, to a lender that's willing to work with me. Makes a lot of sense. The, the, the hard money I usually get as a Canadian, which you can, I don't know if it's even the same sort of hard money at all, but uh, our fix and flip loans, usually 9,100 loans, like 90% of the purchase, 100% of the rehab, and then 70% of the ARV has to be covered um, from purchase to ARV. Same sort of thing? Same, same sort of normal thing? It's, yeah, it's similar. Um, I've gotten 100% of the project cost before. Yep. Um, I've gotten, there was one of my best flips I ever had. I, I got... Actually, two of them. I only I had to pay less than ten thousand dollars out of pocket total. Okay. Um, just because they've been, they, they were just so flexible and they were such. It had so much margin that you know that I walked into with them that I ended up doing uh being able to, to take advantage of, of some really good lending. Cool. And you you mentioned uh, profit margin a couple times there. Um, when you're running your numbers, I know you're in a more expensive market than like I'm more in the Midwest. So um. Typically, I guess I work in Florida as well. So when I run in, um, like, say, Ohio, I'm running it sort of on percentage basis. And then whenever I do Florida, I kind of run my deals based on um, amount of profit that's going to be made. Which way do you kind of look at it? Is it like a percentage you're trying to make or a certain dollar amount you're trying to make? A uh, dollar amount. Yeah. Um, 
the way I, the way I factor in it, I, you know, I, I, I factor in $10,000 in, in budget increases, yeah, 10 to $15,000 in budget increases for every project. So um, if I, if I can project it, everything at face value and have a specific profit margin um, and then take into consideration, like, Hey, if I, if the budget increases this amount of money, then will I be okay with this profit? If the answer is yes, then I'll move forward. Yeah, makes sense. You got got to play, got to have safe enough numbers to to make this work. Um, yeah. And and honestly, I don't know. I it just popped in my head, but I don't know a lot about VA loans because I I you know I, a lot of times when I'm selling, I end up having to learn all the uh, the background of FHA. Even though I'm a Canadian, I don't use it, but I have to sell to it. Um, yeah. So with VA, is it like a certain dollar cap? Because you said you had two properties, so it's not a property cap. Is it a certain amount that they will maximum lend? Yeah, so the way it works is um, it's 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 a little complicated, but the way it works is that uh, the VA has what's called, or it, well, not even the VA loan. Everywhere has conforming loan limits based on the county that you reside in. Um, so higher higher uh, basically higher income areas, high places that cost of living is a little higher, like where I live, um, they'll increase the conforming loan limit. Um, and so the conforming loan limit for uh, Pierce and King County in Washington State is $891,000. So basically the way it works is if I purchased a house last year for $400,000 yep. and then I want to purchase it with my VA loan and then I want to purchase another home with my VA loan this year, I have $491,000 zeroed up to $491,000 zeroed down to purchase a property with. Yeah. So if I go over that dollar amount, the way the VA loan works is since they guarantee 25% of your loan, if you go over your, your basically your, your VA entitlement, which is, you know, the, the conforming loan limit minus the purchase price of your previous house, um, you pay 25% of that difference. So let's say I want to buy a house for 591,000, but I'm only allowed 491 for zero down. Yeah. I, I, that's a hundred thousand dollar difference. I would pay twenty five thousand dollars for as my down payment. Okay. And it's no PMI. Uh, that there's literally not a single uh, investment product out there that has better interest rates than the VA loan. Um, so they're all lower. And uh, and if you have ten percent or more disability uh, from the VA, then you actually don't have to pay the VA funding fee. The VA funding fee is a fee that's basically it's basically the VA loans version of PMI. They charge two point three percent for your first purchase, three point three percent for your second, but they tack it onto your loan. So if you don't, so if you get ten percent or more disability, you 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 know if you and you buy a house for four hundred thousand, your loan amount's four hundred thousand. Whereas if you're active duty or you're, you're a veteran who hasn't received any kind of disability whatsoever, then um, your loan amount is basically four hundred thousand plus the two point three percent. 2.3%. Very interesting. So if you sell a property, can you put another one back in then? It just keeps, it's like that sort of. Yep. Yeah. So, so the, yeah. So the way it works is uh, you, you can sell, if you sell your properties, you have full entitlement, full entitlement. And if you have full entitlement, um, which means you don't own any properties in your VA loan whatsoever, then you uh, can actually, but there's no limit on the amount you can buy for. You can, if you qualify for $2 million, you can buy a house that you're down $2 million for $2 million. Um, another thing is uh, uh, you, can, you can do a conventional refinance one time. So I just did that, right? So um, this is a little bit more of a savvy move, an advanced move, and something that you know somebody that has a VA loan can do later on. You yeah. can. So I bought it in 2019. I bought it in 2020. 
I bought in 2021 with conventional and now I'm going to buy this year in 2022. But what I did was I, I refinanced my first property that I bought with my VA loan, freed up my entitlement. It, so I refined that in the conventional, freed up some entitlement. And then I'm going to purchase a house with a small down payment this, uh, this upcoming fall with, with my VA loan again. So I'll have three properties that I purchased in four years with my VA loan. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice. You have amazing leverage and good interest rates. So that's, you know, there's a, that's a huge advantage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so what are you working on these days? What's uh, what's your business look like? So, um, I mean, obviously day-to-day -day operations is really my, my agent stuff. Um, what I've, one thing I've, I've, well, actually the first house I purchased that I turned into a rental, I tried to Airbnb it. Um, the very first guest that I had, uh, they, they, the boyfriend or girlfriend shot at her boyfriend inside my house. So, what? uh, yeah, it was crazy. So I, I, I said, you know what, I do not care about how much money anybody's making on Airbnb. I'm going to figure something else out. So I had the entire house already furnished all these, you know, nice little, uh, decorations and stuff. Me, my, my wife now girlfriend at the time, you know, we spent a lot of hours putting it, putting it together as we moved into the next house. And so uh, I actually started renting to travel nurses where my houses are. Um, and, and I actually bought the second house I bought my vehicle was across the street, which is now I rented travel nurses as well. And then a duplex is right next to that. So I have basically four units within less in a one block radius. Um, and all of them are travel nurse rentals. Um, so that's that's what I focus on right now. I'm able to get great, great margin, Airbnb like um, cash flow without the, the turnover of every single, um, you know, every, every other day or every couple of days or so, um, you know, my turnover, I, I probably get about two tenants a year. So there's a little bit more turnover, turnover than a 12 month lease, but it's still so much more consistent and predictable than an Airbnb that, I, you know, I, I'm totally okay with that. And then, and there's five hospitals that travel nurses go to within a one mile radius of those properties. Is there a trick to get in with the travel nurses? I never, I had someone else talking about the same thing. I never asked them, like, do you just, is there a certain application or how do you even get started to work with them? There's some more advanced ways. Like if you get in good with hospitals or, or agencies, they'll, they'll work directly with you. I haven't done that. I just put it up on furnishedfinder.com and they, and they come in and they reach out to, to my property manager and that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough. And then, um, for traveling nurses, they can just, they sort of just sign a, it, you, do you still do a lease whenever like they're still staying for like five months or three months or do you do it on like a monthly renewal or what's, what's the best way to work with them? Yeah, absolutely. So I do, uh, I, I do, I like to do a three month lease. Uh, sometimes I'll do three, six months if I know that they're going to be there for a longer period of time. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'll work, I'm flexible. I'll work with them. You know, if, if, if their assignment gets canceled after their first assignment, cause they do 13 week assignments. So if their assignment gets canceled after their first one, uh, you know, all good because I know that there's other travel nurses literally desperate for housing. Um, and as soon as I make a, a, a listing available, I mean, my, me and my property manager get blown up like no one's business. So <laughs> I had somebody look me up on Facebook and call me and it's like, hey, I saw your real estate agent. You have, you know, you rent to travel nurses. And I'm like, how did you find me? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, like for advantages to working with travel nurses, does, do you get a higher rent, like sort of similar, more similar to like an Airbnb or, um, what, what's the advantages of doing this? Significantly higher rent. Yeah. 
Oh, the way so travel nurses they they're actually very similar to like uh, military, but their contracts they uh, provide housing stipends. So they'll get um, you know they'll get their salary plus a tax free stipend. And what a lot of nurses will do is they'll team up with other nurses and just rent it out and, and split the rent. So not so they're they're already getting extra pay and uh, that benefit, and then they're also splitting their rent, so they're po- pocketing a lot of money. Um, and it's just a and so it's a really an advantage and not, you know, you're not taking advantage of somebody because, you know, there's a lot of upkeep and a lot of things that I have to deal with when it, when it comes to having furnished rentals, such as furniture and making sure I have everything, you know, the, the expenses are higher, but um, the cash flow ends up being larger in the long run, whenever you do that uh, than, than a traditional rental. Right. And is there, is there an advantage for like the laws? Like if this doesn't go, cause you're not going to be under the regular tenancy act, right? I am. You are, okay. I am. They're okay. signing a lease. They're signing yeah. a lease. Okay. Uh, that's that's good. That's good. I'm glad I asked because I I was thinking because like, you know a lot of times you do Airbnb and you get outside of the tenancy act. So um, that's where I was. That's where I was curious. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Uh, Gavron, if uh, people wanted to uh, track you down, uh, you want wanted to find your business to. Uh, I, uh, I don't know if you're looking to raise money or what your, what your business actually is, but if uh, maybe talk about that and then how do the people contact you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <clears throat> I have a lot of connections to a lot of agents in a lot of cities and a lot of metro areas um, in terms of, you know, so if you're looking for somebody who's investor savvy, an investor savvy real estate agent, or if you're just looking for a good agent to purchase a home with, um, feel free to reach out to me. I could always put you in touch with somebody that I trust in pretty much every major city in the United States. Um, very easy to find. I'm very easy to find my Instagram and social and, and pretty much all my social media is just Javon Simon. So G E R V O N S I M O N. It's the perks of having a unique name like, like I do. Um, and then, uh, if you wanted to, uh, to go to my website and check out what I do as a real estate agent, um, GQ home team, GQ home team, WA.com is my, is our team website, but you know, all those links and stuff are, are in my Instagram bios and all that stuff. So. Awesome. Yeah. So if you're looking to find a good, uh, good agent, give uh, Gervon a call and uh, you guys can uh, connect and find someone to work for you, work, work well for you. I can't talk today. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show. I do appreciate it. There's a lot of value, especially as I don't know a lot about, I didn't know very little about VA loans and traveling nurses is always a very popular. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a market and you're looking to expand a cash flow a little bit, I mean, Really, all I did, man, is I bought a house. I lived in it. I moved to. I bought a next house, and I, I, you know, it's, it's expensive, but I, I purchased furniture, yeah, new furniture at every house I moved to. So then that way, I left the furniture behind and made sure it was ready for travel nurses. So, um, you know, it's a good strategy for someone that's just trying to get started and grow some wealth and grow some cash flow. And um, I can, it's, I can speak volumes to what it's done for myself and my family and my financial life. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. I do appreciate it a lot. That was great. Absolutely, man. It was great having me and and great. And I thank you for having me on.